What was it like being the first employee at a business? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. And welcome to The Command Z Show. Colin? Thank you. Shelby? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice. As you can hear, all of you billions of listeners at home, uh, we have a guest on today. And this is a special guest. But before we get to their special guest, Shelby, how are you? I'm just fine. I know. I it was it was a shock. We've got Colin, Shelby, in that first little intro. Usually we save that for a moment. We're switching it up today. We do. Well, I feel like since he started yelling as soon as we started recording, I might as well. <laughs> We've already cut out everything that I said. <laughs> I can take. <laughs> um. Nice. Anything? Uh, anything new, Shelby? Oh, not really. I um. I am. I guess. Well, when this airs, I will have. Um, I'll be in Boston, but I'll be coming back. That's right. Um. So I'll be graduating from Emerson College. So that'll be a big thing. But yeah. So how long until you go back to school? I know. Honestly, that's the thing. <laughs> Pay off these loans first, and then. <laughs> But no, I mean, maybe one day. I'd like to get I'd like to get a PhD, but we'll see. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, put it on your tab, you know? It's I know, it's like just uh, let it keep growing. It's fine. It's just no, no big deal. Yeah. Nobody's paying That's it how back I anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually going to make me pay that back? <laughs> um that's how I felt whenever I graduated and I started getting my, my first couple loan payments that I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, this is funny. Like, this is just, it's a comical amount that I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Why don't you add another zero to it while you're at it, you know? Um, anyway, <laughs> all right, let's get into this. Uh, Colin, I already asked you once, but let's ask mm-hmm. again. How are you doing? How How are you? Hello? I'm good. Doing pretty good. Just been working today on some made by things things. Yeah. Made by thing things. <laughs> made by things things. Animating. Uh, I guess editing today, but yeah. Nice. So that's something close to what we want to talk to you about right now. But before we before we do that, can you give a brief, very brief introduction to yourself? Uh yeah, I'm Colin Vanfeld. I'm an animator at Made by Things, Matt's first employee. I've been here for four years now four years in like a month so yeah that's basically it that's crazy short (laughs) no no that's good i liked it uh and that's why that's why i've kept you around all these years (laughs) (laughs) not really one for chatting no that's not it but anyway uh we had this idea of uh to, to get you on the on the show here we had a question that we're gonna ask you um, but I think it'd be fun to have kind of both of our perspectives on the question, but we'll start with, yeah, I'm trying to make this really complicated for some reason. Shelby, just go ahead <laughs> yes. and ask the question to Colin. Okay. <laughs> Colin, 
Mm-hmm. What was it like being the first employee at a business or at a company? Yeah, where do I even start? Um, I think, like, obviously, the the whole move into this job was a big like moment in my life. I feel like because before this, I was I had worked as a videographer for a little while, and then I got laid off from there. So I was just looking for work and. I hadn't actually been in the animation industry before this, and I was just working on my portfolio and applying to jobs and getting rejected from all these jobs, and um, that's when I got the, or I don't know exactly how it happened, but I found Midby Things, and I applied, and um, Matt had me do this short animation test just to prove that I can do my thing, and we had one phone call, and then I got the job offer. And, like, in a sense, it felt like going on one blind date with someone and then agreeing to move across the country to spend eight hours a day with them. And, yeah, so, I don't know. Let let me pause you there for a moment, because that's how it felt to me as well, right? Mm. Um, So, the the period of time leading up to this, it was probably several months where I'm like, okay, I could probably have an employee at this point but i kept like just getting contractors to help or interns and i was kind of like practicing for like the varsity team kind of thing (laughs) trying trying to make it into the big leagues right um i was trying to like go very slow um through this this whole process and um you know one of the things i'm like i'm like trying to figure out like okay this has to be like a great place to work like, what do I have to do? Like, what, what do I have to set up before I ask someone to work full time with me? And, you know, I had to set up things like payroll. I had to set up things like health insurance. Um, there was, I mean, there's a lot of different things that I'm like, what things do I have now? And what things can I add later? Um, and it's it's incredibly scary. Like, this was... At, to this point, like, this was a far bigger leap to me than, like, moving across the country ever was. Um, because now it's like, okay, you're going to have an employee. And not that I'm responsible for you in any way, but a part of it is, hey, you're going to ask somebody to probably either quit their job or move across the country. Or you're going to ask them to do something. And you better damn sure be prepared for that, you know? Mm-hmm. So you saying... Um, like, yeah, that, that period of time where, yeah, I gave you the test. I still very much remember like what that looked like. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I was like sweating the entire time. Cause I was like, how do I know if this is the right person? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you, you, you were in Wyoming, right? At that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, do <laughs> this person's gonna have to move across the country. Um, and I, I, don't know, I was like, what if this only works for like two weeks and then like it doesn't work anymore? This is, I've never shared this with you before. Not that it was like a legitimate worry. I was prepared, no, right? Fair. Obviously, yeah, yeah. you're still here. But at the same time, I think, I, don't know, I guess before we go to the actual move there. Um, yeah, I think it was like one or two calls, but I'm like, okay, of everyone that I've talked to, like this fella right here seems really smart and gets it 
you were for how much experience you had i felt like you were too good too good for the amount of experience you had so i'm like all right clearly this kid works and you sounded quite smart on the phone i guess <laughs> right i tricked you <laughs> <laughs> um and then um and then whenever i did ask you to just get up and leave come to columbus ohio what what was your process at that point like at first it seemed i don't know at the same time too good to be true but also like a terrible idea i don't know like it <laughs> like i spent so much time before then just like applying to jobs i didn't really want because i i felt like i didn't have the skills necessary to actually get the job i wanted and then this was finally a job that it was like exactly what i was looking for and I, like we talked once and i was already getting an offer and like it it yeah it was the job that i absolutely wanted but is also this person that i was going to be in a tiny office with that like if we didn't get along it would have been a nightmare <laughs> like no matter how sure. good the job was if right. our like vibes didn't work out it would have been awful and like 100%. i i remember i like you sent me the offer and I didn't know whether to be completely excited or not. And I went downstairs because I was doing the interview upstairs at home and I told my mom and she was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so exciting. And then at that moment, I feel like I let myself be like, yeah, this is really incredible. This is an exciting thing that's happening. And I definitely should um, accept this offer. But I also, like, after that, I definitely stalked you a lot online and watched every single piece of content you have to make sure that I wasn't going to show up in Columbus and then get murdered or something like that. Yeah. It's weird Craig's, Craigslist killer kind of stuff there. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh. Um, again, like I was doing the exact same thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I also want to know, like I'm, I'm hiring somebody. Like I want to make sure that this person's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing, studying your resume. Like I, I was like, I don't, I'm not getting any information from this resume, but like, every single thing that you've done, I'm like trying to find all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, I don't know if, if anything kind of explains my management style, it's probably the fact that I called you and offered you a job so quickly (laughs) because I was like, well, here we go. Let's, this is it. This is the guy. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so then making the move, I mean, like I, everything that you say, I'm like, I totally like, I could see it. Like, I could see, like, the hesitation. I remember, like, the hesitation in your voice because you're like, are you, is this, like, some, like, multi-level marketing kind of thing where, like, I have to go door-to-door and sell animation? (laughs) (laughs) But, like, to me, it was, like, this was, it was a moment that I, I dreamed of, right? Dreamed of one day being able to hire somebody and start building a team. And so it was, the excitement that you had was, I mean, I had this the same excitement just for for different reasons, and uh, it, I mean, again, it was a little scary, but I don't know. Talk about um, whenever I don't know, talk about your first couple of days. Do you remember remember that how you how you felt then? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I feel like the beginning was such a blur. It was such a like big moment. So much was changing in my life that I was just like trying to cling on and do the best work I could. I think like right. I feel like at that point there was a sense of pressure on me that I had to live up to your expectations to a sense, to like a point. 
where like I I felt like I had the confidence that I could do it because I had spent so much time working on my portfolio and like learning everything I could on my own. But like this was a whole different like scenario that clients were actually involved and I had to prove myself that I could actually do this. Right. And, and that's another thing I also knew from the start. I think that, I don't know, like it's, it's a difficult thing and that's, I can tell that you're relatively young and don't have a whole lot of experience at this stuff. Um, so I, I think it kind of set the tone for just everything culture wise with us where it's like, I guess the thing that I always say is like, we always have to outperform our expectations or, or do better than what we think we're capable of basically. Or as a friend of mine puts it, she says, uh, what is it? Punch above your weight class, I guess. And it's like, that's, that's 100% it. Like all of us are expected to do that. And I think it started honestly in those first few weeks that you were on board where it's like, all right, like this person, like I, I saw it and I was like, this person's like shaping the culture of what this is. I mean, I, I doubled the size of the company overnight, which <laughs> sounds amazing, doesn't it? Um, but it's like, it, whatever is in this office, it's 50% me and 50% you. Right. Um, and, uh, I don't know. So, at, so you get your first project. You remember what was your first project? Was it was Gamelon. Gamelon. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, whenever I asked you to work at Made by Things, I didn't have a project lined up. All I knew was that I was able to keep other people pretty busy usually. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, you're making the move across the country. And I'm like, what am I going to have him work on? <laughs> <laughs> And, like, I have no idea. Like, is he going to just sit there for two weeks? Like, this is going to be weird. Um, but that project came in at, like, the perfect time. And it just mm-hmm. happened to be something that's, like, not this big heavy lift of a project. But I was, like, something that would, I don't know, I think kind of ease you into things. I threw a little bit of 3D at you, um, some 2D. But it was, I guess, mostly text-based. But um bit of a story to it um so whenever i handed that to you i'm not sure if you can remember but when i handed that to you what were your feelings at the beginning and in the end how did you feel about it i think backing up a second i think it's interesting that you had nothing planned because it seemed like that gamelon project was like perfect for for me like you had planned it perfectly so that i would be working on this because it was exactly what i needed to like get used to this whole animation life, I guess, because you know I had confidence in two D, but not much of three D. Like I'd I'd worked in Cinema four D, but I haven't hadn't actually made any proper projects other than like some YouTube tutorial type stuff. And mm-hmm. I struggled through that, but like I still kind of made it work. And two D, I really pushed what I could do, and it seemed like just a the first test of many of like I don't know making my progression from learning on my own to learning within a company kind of situation. Right. So when you finish that project up, um, do you feel like you lived up to the expectation that you believe that I had at that time? I think so. Maybe. 
Like, I I don't know. I, I think looking back on it now, I, I do think this video still works really well. And I think I did a good job with it. Um, I think at the time I was definitely feeling some imposter syndrome. And especially with the 3D stuff, I think I, like, I, I figured it out, but I didn't really know, like, the theory behind what I was doing. I, if that makes sense. Like, I, I was doing stuff because I thought that's what needed to be done, but I wasn't making choices. If that makes sense. Right. So that's kind of another thing. Over the course of that first year now, um, I was always able to see that you weren't quite, you weren't super confident with any project that you started with. Mm-hmm. At first, that made me a bit nervous where I was like, oh my God, am I throwing too much at him? Um, like I didn't, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then I started to realize that the more nervous you generally were about a project, the better you did on them. <laughs> it seemed anyway. It was just like this this pattern that kept showing up over and over again. Hmm. Um, so that that gave me more confidence. It gave you less confidence, but me more. <laughs> um, maybe I'm sure it increased your confidence too. But like then I was like, okay, now I feel like we could start taking on some some bigger projects, some like different projects, some things that might just take a lot more work um i remember i i guess before we go all the way there hang on a sec my kids just got home from school they're gonna be yelling for a minute here i'm gonna keep talking though um so oh geez it's gone now um no okay i i I guess like as as that year is sort of progressing you're gaining some confidence. I'm gaining some confidence. We start getting some opportunities to take on some some more projects. Mm-hmm. Um, but within three months of you being on the team, I say, hey, you know how you moved like to Columbus? <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna move offices to like ten miles north. And you, at that time, your apartment was like less than a mile away, I'm pretty sure. It was very close. Uh, I was going to bike to work every day. <laughs> right. You were so excited about all this. And I was like, that's great. But um, we basically had this opportunity to kind of partner with the co-working place. And I was like, oh, God, like this is the right decision to make. But God, this is going to suck to explain this to you. Mm. Uh, what were what were your thoughts going through that little bit right there? Again, this is only three months at the time that you've been right on the team, maybe less. But I mean, I like initially definitely bummed because I was so excited to be able to bike to work, and I think the location that we had was really fun, and I liked the the whole atmosphere. But like, I could tell that you were clearly not excited to tell me about it, and you were worried about it. So it like. <laughs> I don't know. It it was fine. Like I, I think in the end, I ended up liking where we worked. Like I did not like the commute for sure, but right. I, yeah. I understood after <laughs> yeah after enough time. Like I I super understood why we did that, and I, I liked our new office. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, we we had more space. We had um, more opportunity to I don't know do all kinds of stuff there. So like cornhole. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we so we would uh probably once a day and when it was nice out, 
they would have a little cornhole set up right outside. It was like outside of a mall. And uh, yeah, we would go out there and we spent probably way too much time doing that. I forgot we did it once a day until you just said it. (laughs) In my head, I was like, oh, we did it like once a week. But now that you're mentioning it, we definitely did it it every day. (laughs) If it was nice outside, I was just, I don't know. I I was going to go outside and walk anyway. So I'm just poke my head and I'm like, hey, come on, let's go outside. Um, that was fun. And then, uh, over, over this whole time, you kept asking me like, all right, what's the, what's the plan for the company? I I won't forget this either. You're asking like, are you going to like hire more people? And I was like telling you, I'm like, yes, I want to have like 10 people. And I remember like saying it and you were like, okay, like that'd be cool. But like, you going to do it? (laughs) Yeah. And when you first started, my plan was by that fall, I wanted to start adding more people. Uh, but financially, that would have been a poor decision when we got to that point. So I was like, okay, so let's not do that right now. Um, just trying to basically survive, I suppose. Um, and then, so we basically go through almost an entire year at that office. And then, and then COVID starts. And at that point, you're now working at home so your third office basically in a year <laughs> um how what was what was all that like for you i mean i don't know it was it was fine i think that moving to columbus itself was a big like independence kind of a big deal for me like i i feel like i was coming to my own as an adult and like learning how to live alone and like i got a studio apartment so it kind of it just kind of felt like I was doing more of my independent thing. And like, I definitely missed all the interaction and I probably kind of like, I don't know, was pretty unsocial during that era. But, but I think, no, it worked well. I think we still did good work and I didn't have to commute anymore, which was pretty great. I just rolled out of bed and then walked 10 feet to my desk and worked. Right. Right. That was I such mean, a weird. Good. Yeah, I, I, there was definitely like a an air of like, is this going to be okay? <laughs> like, I I know that every time I talked to my parents about it, my mom was worried that I was going to be laid off again, and like, because I'm I'm sure she was traumatized for me suddenly getting laid bo- laid off from my last job. She was constantly asking every single time I called them, like, do you have work lined up? Are you going to be okay? And like, I mean, she still does that, but I think that was probably the genesis of her really being worried about that right let's let's go more into that so we get into 2020 and it starts with us as kind of covid's a real thing it's we basically start working from home at that point i was like okay well at least we have this this project that's going on and i have like i don't know probably four other projects sort of like lined up at that point and then by the time April came around, those all those other projects completely disappeared. And all we had is this one project where I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do after this. Um, and I remember like just basically saying like, well, let's just take our time and make this really good. And we definitely took our time on that. That was the Drive Capital project. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. And, 
And then we got into, I think, end of April, where I'm looking at, we're going to, we're going to do some super honesty here. You ready? (laughs) I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at all the finances. I'm like, this is going down quickly. Like, I can't just, I can't just keep, keep going on this path as a business owner and just keep losing money every single month. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, there's no way, like, I can't just like, let go of somebody because it's just a tough time at the moment. Right. Um, and I know that you knew that, I mean, I'm sure that it was pretty easy for you to tell, like, we're not working on a whole lot of things right now. Um, and I remember you saying something, another one of these things that completely changed just how it completely changed what my role is as a leader. Um, and you, you basically said to me, and I might be paraphrasing this incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure you said, Hey, do you need me to take some time off? Do you remember saying that? I can't remember yeah, definitely something specifically like that. what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, it was kind of like a relief for me that you kind of brought it up first. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't want to, but like, I can't really tell what's happening right now like i just know that we're we're losing money at a rapid rate mm-hmm. um but it was really so at that point i'm pretty sure i we came up with this big plan on a friday and it was like all right maybe i'll just like work certain days of the week until we can kind of figure things out i can't remember specifically what the plan was mm-hmm. but we were basically going to go to a slowdown of some kind and i felt just awful like all weekend i was like this sucks like this guy was counting on me moved across the country and i'm letting him down i'm like but at least he's an understanding person and um yeah so that monday ended up finding out that we got a ppp loan and i was like all right like (laughs) it's saving us right now um and that basically kept us afloat for a little over a month until projects started picking up again. So now I say that 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 changed everything about like my role as a leader because like I just that's I could never imagine an employee of a company bringing that up ever. And I was like, okay, so from now on, I'm going to be completely transparent. Like there's nothing that's off limits for us to talk about because why shouldn't you know about those things? Like if something's going bad, then you should know. Like I'm not going to try to hide things from anybody. Let's have honest conversations like we are adults. And um, I think that was uh, that was one part of it. And the other part was like, all right, like I'm going to work even harder for this guy and for any future employees that we have. Like, if this is the attitude that one just one person has on the team, like, then I need to make sure that me, like, I'm fulfilling my end of the deal as well. So, yeah, so to me, that that's kind of how we've never talked about any of this stuff before. <laughs> um, but, like, that's, to me, that's, that's how everything changed. Hmm. So immediately whenever we were able to kind of keep working, you went back to... I think you only took half of a Friday. I'm pretty sure. 
and then mm. we were back to normal schedule on Monday. Um, and then at that point, then it was like, for me, that's that's whenever the real creativity, I think, kicked in as far as what are we going to do? Like, if nobody's going to give us work, well, we have some money right now. Like, do we do we just wait around until something happens? And that's when I was like, no, there's no way that we're going to do that. Um, so we did... Uh, I guess that July we had a pretty not amazing <laughs> project. Uh, I don't want to say too much, but we <laughs> we did start saying yes to a lot of things that we normally say no to. <laughs> um, the only reason I don't want to say it is because this person, if they ever hear this, they would know exactly what it was. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, Colin? <laughs> I feel like there was a few in that era, so I'm trying there, to. There was. <laughs> There definitely was, but it was one that, that it kept us going. And that, that's all I was trying to do at that point was like, we just need to survive. Like, I was like, I know this is just a crappy time for everybody. Like, we just need to find a way to survive. But it was that July, late in July, where I'm like, okay, all of the stuff, like we're officially moved out of that old office at this point. Everything's in my house. Um, I'm like looking around and I see all the camera equipment and all the stuff. I'm like we just did some like stop motion stuff and try to do five of those in a week and ended up trying to like sell them to people. I was like, all right, let's, let's sell things to people at such a crazy price that they have to buy it, but let's sell it in volume so that it makes sense for us too. So I was like, all right, well we have to do at least five of these videos. Like if I'm going to set up all the stuff, let's do these 15 second stop motion animations. Again, try to do five and we ended up booking 20 in a week somewhere around there. I think it was like 1820. Um, and these videos, I would shoot them. I would only spend 90 minutes. Exactly. I would shoot them and then send them over to you and you would edit them and put sound design to them. Mm -hmm. And it worked. <laughs> it worked really well from a business mm -hmm. standpoint and from, a, from a creative aspect, like we were now making something that we had no intention of making before, but it was fun. And it was just so different. Yeah. So then, I don't know, I guess let me, let me, let me stop there for a moment and kind of ask you about some of that, that time period. Um, I guess I kind of glossed over that. <laughs> uh, your thoughts uh, to catch us up to this, this point in time. Uh, from where? From like the, the slowdown of from, Corona? Yeah, from COVID starting to stop motion beginning. Yeah. Okay. Well... I think one thing that comes to mind is that I know that you always were so, like, you felt so bad about that one afternoon that it didn't work. But, like, to me, like, from the point of view of someone who's, like, just producing all the time, like, I'm just making work and you're doing all the work of talking to clients and finding us work and I'm just sitting here and doing my thing and not having to worry about that stuff. Like, to me, it felt kind of grimy to be doing, like, not any paid work and then still being paid my full salary. Like, I know that, I don't know, like in, if it was a big corporation, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. They have billions of dollars. Right. It doesn't matter if right. I just take their money. But like, in this sense, it, it felt weird to, to like, I don't know, be, not have to worry about that kind of stuff. Like, I know that you think it shouldn't be my responsibility to worry about that, but I definitely felt like I needed to take some of that responsibility. And I think that's what, what made me bring it up to you that, you know, like I'm, I have savings. It's not a big deal if I just take some, some time off. And I think that's probably the best for the company. And 
yeah. That yeah. was like the reasoning behind that. I guess that's, that's what it was to me. It was, it was, oh my God, somebody else feels responsible in this whole thing. And that was, to me, that was the first time that it felt like anyone else. I don't know. Maybe it's just my experience of like working at other places where I'm like, maybe I wasn't the best employee, but <laughs> I, I just, I, I would have never cared at that mm-hmm. level. I would have only, this sounds bad, but like, you know, you work for money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we didn't have to have money, none of us would probably work. Not like we do anyway. Um, but at that moment, I was like, holy shit, like this is, this is his too. Like, this isn't just, this isn't just mine. Like he's taking ownership and responsibility of this situation as well. And it just, it, it pulled weight off of, off of my shoulders for sure. And like, again, yeah, even that afternoon, it still bothers me to this day. But for me, it's really just like, okay, let's learn from that. And let's make sure we're building the kind of place that everyone has that same responsibility and that same ownership of this entire thing. Because if we can do that, then it's certainly a lot more special than just clocking in and clocking out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and then- good i think i guess like going forward to the the stop motion stuff like that i feel like that's when it felt like balance was was restored to a bit like it it did feel really like we were doing creative work it was a lot of fun like i i don't know that's when i became good at doing all these projects really quick i feel like and it's also when i became like the sound guy <laughs> like i had <laughs> you <do> did <laughs> yeah like i edited and did all the sound design on so many projects so quickly that I was just like a machine by the end of it. And it was yep. like, I'm proud of all those videos that we made. I think they were all really For fun sure. and cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I guess that's for me, that's, that's when it started being fun again. There was like four months there where it just wasn't fun again, when we were just trying to survive. And right. I think that was kind of the kickstart that, that I personally needed at that moment where it's like, we can still do some cool shit, even though, sorry, everybody out there listening. Um, <laughs> even though, um, I don't know, like, even though it wasn't like this big glamorous project that we were doing, we found a way to work even in a time where all budgets were frozen. Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that gave me some confidence at that point where I'm like, I think we figured something out. Like if I know what we have to do in desperate times, then what's stopping us? So I, I think there, there was a lot of things that happened at that time. I think most of them were just for, for me and my confidence. But from that point forward, everything sort of changed. I think we were working on just bigger and bigger projects over time. That following winter, we ended up hiring employee number three, which was Katie. Katie who just so happened to work at the co-working place that we were, our office was at. Um, so I, there's a lot of questions I still have, and we have a very little amount of time left. But um, so we hire employee number three in March of 2021. What are your, what are your thoughts whenever the team now grows by 33% over now? <laughs> I don't know. At this point, it didn't feel like a big growth because we were already like friendly with Katie. Like we would play cornhole with her. So 
it seemed kind of like a natural progression of things. It it didn't seem like we were going to grow to a team of nine within however long it's been since then. Like, it, it still seemed like a, oh, okay, Matt's dream of getting to five employees is still, like, going to take a few years to get there. And now right. it's way over five that you were talking about at the beginning. Right. So that, to me, that was kind of the start of... At that point, I'm like, okay, something's happening. Like, we're we're getting attention, a lot more attention than we ever used to from kind of a business development marketing standpoint, sales sales standpoint. But I, I wasn't, I was just like trying to figure out for those, those few months after we started the stop motion stuff. I'm like, is it elevated just because of that? Is it, I don't know what's happening. So for me, I was like, I gave it basically five months before I was like, all right, I can't manage our projects anymore. It's just, it's too much. Uh, so that's whenever I hired Katie on the team. And then um, a few months later then is uh, in August of 2021, we hired Sam. Um, so now at this point, we have a new animator on the team. What are, I, I remember some of the conversations then, but I'm curious how much you'll actually say. <laughs> um, I feel like I might've forgotten the conversations. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I well, let me say that. Let me ask this: How did you feel then, whenever I added another animator to the team? I don't remember, honestly. I think I was excited, but also like, is is he going to come for my job? <laughs> like, am I getting replaced <laughs> right. to some extent? Right. That's what I was going to ask you: is if you felt threatened in any way? Probably. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, I I feel like I had a cemented myself within the company to an extent that like I wasn't replaceable but also like I don't know like if if work dries up in the future will it be an animator versus animator type of deal or right. like what what does this dynamic gonna look like because also I guess like the, the dynamic shift between just being me and you in an office and then suddenly having more people and con like I don't know different thoughts and uh, personalities that are all mixing now, like how is that going to look in the future? Right. And that's kind of how I was thinking too. I was like, yeah, we already knew Katie. We already knew her personality. So that wasn't really a big surprise. But when we added a fourth person again, 25% now, um, it's, it was, that was scary for me as well. Cause I was like, what's going to happen now? Like I'm starting to not, and not that I ever really have like full control of like culture, but I'm starting to like lose control of like that culture a little bit more. And that's just what happens whenever you start adding more and more people to the team. Um, and uh, I, I guess let's let's fast forward uh, to today. Let's do that. So since then, we basically added. I don't know, three, four people. I don't know. We're a team of. 10 right now, nine, something around there, nine, I think, um, a full-time team of nine on, on the animation things, uh, on the animation side of things. Okay. I skip words now. Um, it's more efficient that way. So, uh, looking back now on when you first started and seeing what it has turned into, what are your thoughts? 
Um, I think it's impressive. Like, it's really impressive where we come to. Like, we get cool projects. I get to do so much, like, creative work every time. And, like, I don't have to work on these really... I don't know what adjective to use here, but, like, kind of whack projects that, right. you know, it seems like it's clearly just to pay the bills. and Right. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's great to also like be surrounded with really talented people that I can just focus on the stuff I'm good at. And like, I can rely on others to do stuff that I am not so good at. Cause I know in the past, like I was doing a lot of like the beginning stuff, like storyboards and design and everything like that. And I never had much confidence with that. And I still don't have confidence with that. It's just, I I feel so much better at animation and I have so much more fun doing animation and working with keyframes and stuff like that. And it's, great now that we have melissa our illustrator that just does all of that and it looks incredible and i just have to worry about animating that after it right and that that was exciting for for me to see also over over this course of time i mean in the beginning you were you were doing everything i was asking you to do yeah editing sound design (laughs) animation we were out shooting video a few times Mm -hmm. did we do that i don't know we we did at least at least two times right I can't mm-hmm. remember how many shoots we did, but um, I don't know. But it, even even for myself, I look back at that and I'm like, God, I was doing so many different things. Mm-hmm. And then I was asking you to do so many different things. Like, so even myself, like I'm able to focus way more than I was before. Still not super focused, but I'm <laughs> much more than I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and to to see the growth that you've had over these kind of four years, I guess, is has been so much fun for me to watch. Um, last question before we go into some final thoughts here. Um, four years from now, where do you see things for made by things? For made by things. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. I think... How many well, employees will we have? A hundred? Two hundred? No, I don't think so. I think, I think we'll st- be at like 15 to 20. I think we've slowed down. And I think that's, I, I from my point of view, I think that's kind of the sweet spot that we're, mm-hmm. we're reaching towards. Like we're not, we've gone through our exponential growth and now like we're really honing in on everyone is really talented and specialized. And I think we're just working towards bigger and better, better projects and, maybe in four years we'll be doing some of our own short films and I don't know. Like it's, I don't know exactly what it would be. It's not like I'm always reaching towards um, like awards from other people or stuff like that. But I think, you know, I I think my aspirations go towards making these big projects that people will notice. And it's goes beyond just like a client made by things relationship, but it's something that other people can look at and be inspired by and, Right. Like, yeah, that kind of deal. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think, I think we're close to, I, I always struggle to say this because I always said, once I get the five people, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but once we got the five, I was like, there's so many other jobs to be done. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there, there is right now. I mean, even still to this day, like I'm definitely still doing four jobs at least. And I should be trying to focus on one of those things. So I can already see, like, there's three people right there. But, like, so I can see, 
I can see why companies grow to a certain point. Um, but I think with a creative studio, like the one that we have, I think the confidence that we have is, how do I say this? A little dangerous to bigger companies because we know, and like I said earlier, we know what we're capable of and we haven't hit our peak yet. And that's, that to me, that's the really hopeful thing about what we're doing. I think that we're, I mean, yeah, it's, you've only been on team for four years, but like, I really feel like we're just getting started and figuring some things out. Mm-hmm. And some of those things change on a year to year basis, but I guess I just know that we're heading in that, in that right direction. And, you know, I try to imagine myself, I'm like, could, could I imagine it being a 50 person company? Like, no, not really. Like, it just, it doesn't seem like, it seems like if we did that, we would lose something else. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what that is exactly. Um, again, not saying that we would never do that, but I'm saying that's just not where my focus is. Um for for myself and and our team all right i gotta go here in a couple of minutes go ahead i have a quick thought like i yep. think the thing that separates us from like the really big studios like the biggest separation is just our budget and like time to work on projects mm-hmm. i think we have the talent maybe we're a little bit below these really like established studios but if we had the budgets and the time to work on stuff that those big studios did i think we could do really groundbreaking work 100 percent, and to to build on that that that's one of the things that one of the things that I've done since 2015 was always like trying to understand like okay how do you get those bigger budgets and you basically the only way you get to them is if you prove that you can do that thing so I was constantly taking on $2000 projects doing $10000 worth of work just over and over and over again and it was that way even whenever you got on the team where it's like all right like this is what we should be doing how can we elevate this to take another step as right. as a team? And I, I don't want anyone to take advantage of us, <laughs> <laughs> but um, like that's that's still something that we're always looking for opportunities to do. Is mm-hmm. like, all right, here's the budget. How do we do something? Like, how do we get a little bit closer to those dream projects of ours? And not to say that we don't love all the projects that we do. I think I think. That's that's probably the thing that I think is a little bit different about us is that we we take a lot of this work pretty personally, mm-hmm. um, in in one way or another. Like all of us are trying to grow, and yes, we want this to be effective for the people that we're making it for. Um, I think more so, we want the person that we're making it for. We want their audience to really be able to connect with the things that that we are making. Um. All right, let's go. Let's go around the room here. Some final thoughts, Shelby. Welcome back, Shelby. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, final thoughts, Shelby. No, this is cool because um, obviously, you know, I was my like one year is coming up in like a week. It's crazy, um, and I wasn't there. You know, Colin's the first one, and it's it's really cool because I, I called this the uh, the early made by things lore. Um, but I think it's, I think it's neat though, because, you know, really being able to see like, like, or hear your perspective on this, it's so, it's so radically different. Like for me coming in there after a lot of things has already been established and obviously we're still growing all the time. Um, 
But I don't know. It was just a. It's it's really interesting, and I like hearing the little the little insights and the little gossip about that mm-hmm. those early days. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I love it. All right, Colin. Any final thoughts? Um, any words of wisdom to people maybe starting out uh, at a company um, that has zero employees? <laughs> <laughs> um, play a healthy amount of cornhole. Um, don't get too big of an ego, even if you win cornhole five times in a row. Um, you didn't win. I, not at any point have you ever won five times in a row. <laughs> you you had a streak okay, yeah, last no year. <sighs> Go on. That, that time that we... No, okay. I, I'll drop the cornhole thing. <laughs> you, last year... All right, listen. Last year, you, you had a streak. It wasn't five. There's no way it was five, was it? I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. There was a streak. I think. I think you won like three games in a row, and you won like by getting three in the hole in a row or something. But anyway, go on. (laughs) Well, I I don't know what else to say now. Like I think, (laughs) like it's interesting to kind of be like the the person that sees everyone come to the company. Like I'm the, I don't know, the wise sage of the company. That's not the boss, but has seen. The company grow and i don't know it's interesting to hear what everyone else thinks about it and see how other people fit into this company and mm-hmm. like i wish we were in the same office and we could all like interact like that but yeah it's cool it's cool to see how this has grown and how much i have grown as a person within this company as well yeah no yeah. agree all right my last final thoughts here i would say I guess if I'm speaking to the perspective of somebody hiring their first employee, um, it's it's really difficult. <laughs> Don't do it, no. <laughs> uh, it's it's really hard, but it's it's really worth it. It takes it it takes a risk, and you have to really bet on yourself, and not just. I think I'm going to do good here. You have to bet that you're going to be able to solve whatever problem arises. Cause no matter what, you know, when, when you are just working with yourself or a freelancer, you don't have to think about anybody else. And if that's for you, that's, that's great. But when you can build a team around what you're doing, it is significantly more rewarding um, to, to just see I mean, just to make better work, right? Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I'll leave it at that. I gotta go. Uh, Colin, thank you for joining. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Sh- show up tomorrow. Can we do it again tomorrow. Sure. Yeah, kidding. we'll run it back. <laughs> Thanks for having. Uh, me. Yeah, just do the <laughs> backwards. Um, Shelby, thank you as always. Um, to everyone out there listening, I love you. Bye. The Nancy Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdc.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.